Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cuts Corner, brought to you by iWash. In collaboration with Lansing Community College. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Today we have Hayden Modaff, assistant coach and recruiting coordinator. Today we're going to break down the Stars 23 season outlook and also what we look for in recruits. Hayden, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. What brought you to Lansing? I had worked with you for the previous three seasons, I believe. I uh, grew up, played baseball my whole life. When I get to college, I had some experiences with coaching that I was searching for something better. I love the game. I was searching for a way to make an impact on it and make an impact in the lives of kids like me who were looking for something more. I wanted to be someone that could provide something more and something beneficial. You gave me such an opportunity to do that. It, it was coaching unlike I'd ever seen kind of growing up. It just felt right. And I wanted to be along for the ride and provide support in any way I could. That's excellent. Thank you. You know, last season, the Stars broke a lot of records. Mm -hmm. You know, they went 44 and 11, yep. went to the College World Series, fifth place in the country, all these special things. We saw a dog pile in a super regional. We saw a team that was somewhat decimated when we came in, meaning anytime you have a coaching change in college yep. sports, kids either leave or recruits just don't show up because yep. of the uncertainty. And we started in uh, late August and we started playing a couple weeks later. Everything wraps up in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. You know, what what was that 996 mile bus ride like for you? You know, what was going through your head? Because I know what was going through my head and it was it was somewhat of an emotional time as as we're heading out there and we pull into the hotel in Enid, Oklahoma, and there's not only parents, but there's a little league team and there's signs and there's, yeah. there's uh, it was just somewhat surreal from where we started mm -hmm. to where we finished at. And yeah. I often said that like that team, and I, I think I probably always will, that team was full of overachievers and, yeah. and they really, really just did far more than maybe even what they thought they were capable of doing for sure and you know as I, as i broke down you know coming in it was important to kind of understand for me what it took to not only get there but to win one mm -hmm. and an average division two junior college national champion or runner-up is going to use 14 to 15 pitchers yeah. that are going to throw double digit innings last season we used seven you know, yeah. so it's it pretty incredible. But what was that experience like for you in Oklahoma? Yeah, I have a lot of trouble as a person enjoying things in the moment. I don't really take a lot of time to look around and say, wow, this is unreal. So pretty much as soon as we got on the bus, my focus turned from I'm just happy we're still playing to, well, we might as well go there and win it now. The bus ride felt a lot shorter than uh, a thousand miles. It kind of went by in a blur 
think our stay there went by in a blur. We had awesome support from the community, from, you know, our fans that had followed us the whole year, from the Little League team that was with us. It was really awesome. And I think it hit me once we actually got back to Lansing after our season ended and probably took a couple days, you know, to regroup and, and focus and process all my thoughts. And that's when it hit me of like, wow, we were one of the last five teams in the country playing. We did something that in our first year that that people have spent careers chasing and never been able to grasp. That is something that I think I'll never forget, even if in the moment I didn't really uh, view it as the most monumental thing in my life. It's definitely now something that's extremely special and just sharing it with that team that that overcame a loss of a coach, the whole COVID pandemic, in a historic season that ended kind of in heartbreaking fashion the year prior, it was really a special moment. And it was a culmination of, of so much that, that we had put into it and that they had put into it because if they, if they don't believe in, in the vision that is not, it's not coming to be. So we got back on the first of June and I remember taking about six hours after we got back and started working on this coming season because mm -hmm. I knew that fall ball was going to start on August 10th. And it was really, we were bringing in our first recruiting class and you handle the bulk of the recruiting. You're on the road on weekends. You're, you're doing a lot. You're on your phone constantly because, <laughs> because that's how you connect with, you yeah. know, today's age that it's, it's through the phone. It's, it's less in person and through the phone. Mm -hmm. How do you want to really talk about your first recruiting class? Because as we hit the ground running in August, we went from a team that had 27 players to a team that had 45 players. It was significantly different. Yeah. What do you look for in Stars players? Because it's a little bit different here. Yeah, that's a great question. The awesome thing about it's not what I'm looking for. It's really what we're looking for as a program. It's, it's, a, it's extremely collaborative where you have kind of an archetype you're looking for and it's mutually agreed upon between you and I and coach Helmick who helps a lot with the recruiting as well from there it's just finding the right fits and thing is is everybody wants to play in a winning program or, or most people do but most don't actually buy in and want to do what it takes why do you say most people do I think there's some people that would be comfortable going 0-50 as long as they were starting in center field and batting four. You know, it's that's very true. It's people that you know it really is selfless. Where I think you know we've got a roster of 45 this year, and I think on the position player side that of all those guys, whether they get you know 200 at bats this year or whether they get two at bats, every single one of them could start on another roster in, in our conference. So it's a special place to be, and it, it requires something more, some some selflessness. And from what we're looking for, it, we look for, obviously, the, the measurables with what type of athletes they are, what type of build they have, how they keep themselves in shape body-wise. But more importantly, I think we're, we're looking for intangibles. And, and something I like to say to Coach Cutter, and, and he'll say the same to me, is if we got, you know, a nickel for every time we had an email that said, I'm the hardest working kid you'll ever see, we'd be billionaires by now. So agree. the tough thing is you want to quantify things or, or we want to quantify things. When people say hard work, hard work to you and to me and to anybody else 
is all defined by what they think hard work is. So somebody might think waking up at 6 a.m. to do a lift, we don't do that much here, but somebody working up, waking up at 6 a.m. might be the hardest thing they've ever done in their life, where their roommate, it might be one of the easiest things of the day. You know, it's, it's really, a, like I said, a collaborative effort, and it's, it's something that, you know, I'm a year and a half into this is still evolving immensely. You know, you, t- you talked about a couple of things, hard work, selflessness. You know, when I think about hard work, mm-hmm. I, I think about when that's said, there's another word, people call it grinding. <laughs> and what I think is more important is that if you, in your life, if you can find something that you're truly passionate about, yeah. you know, something that you're truly passionate about, something you love to do, you can work 20 out of 24 hours and you never sit back and think, wow, that was hard work or yeah. wow, that was a grind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to go off a little bit, we're, we're getting ready to, um, you know, do some serious traveling with the spring trip that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. You know, the, those boys and coaches are going to spend 45 hours on a bus over 10 or 12 days, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, if, if you love what you're doing, that's not a grind. Exactly. So I want I want to go back into selflessness because we were talking about that. You mentioned it a little bit, mm-hmm. and we're naturally born selfish. Our mind oh, yeah. our mind is constantly scanning, and it's scanning to keep us alive. And yep. so there's a natural natural selfishness that's built into all of us. Yeah. And when you put a bunch of selfish people on a team then that's why you end up getting a lot of normal things. And if you want to have abnormal stuff, you've got to teach that selflessness. And that selflessness can come through a lot of different forms. It can come from looking at a team photo. When everybody looks at a team photo, what's the first thing that they do? (laughs) They look at themselves Mm -hmm. and then they look at everybody else. You know, you start, you start teaching that piece of selflessness. What, what does that look like? And it's it's just one of those really dynamic things because people really worry about what other people are thinking about them, you yeah. know, and they're constantly, you know, worried what this person or that person might think. What they fail to realize is that the other people aren't worried about them. They're worried about themselves because we're naturally selfish. So it ends up being one of those things where the more things that you can do for other people, the more you can kind of put yourself on the back burner, the more you can serve others, that stuff will come back and serve you one way, shape or form. It might just be in getting a solid night of sleep just because you feel better about what happened, Mm -hmm. but it's going to come back to you. And when teams look like that, when they're selfless teams, that those are those are what great teams look like and you you can look in hockey you can look in basketball you can you any sport doesn't matter you dive into what those teams look like you're going to see either super selfish teams or selfless teams it talent matters but you can go back to the lakers team a few years ago and they had just a bazillion (laughs) all-stars and and all this special stuff and i think they won like 45 games that year i mean it Talent only takes you so far. For sure. And when when you have a team full of egos or selfishness, that's kind of what happens. So I want to transition a little bit as we talk about the upcoming season. You know, we talked about a roster of 45 players. We've got a lot of newcomers. Some of them are are transfers in. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about a few of the newcomers that you're most excited about? Yeah. Yeah. I'll start 
kind of local here with Lansing. I'm I'm super excited to to see what Talon Rowe has in store for us this year. He is one of the best hitters I've seen in a long time, just kind of naturally gifted. True freshman. True yeah. freshman, yep, from Mason. And I think he's somebody that was overlooked. And he's kind of the stereotypical JUCO guy from... I'm, aren't most of the junior college kids across America, aren't they overlooked in one way, shape, or form for whatever reason it might be? I mean, because they made TV shows on Prime and, and the rest of those stations that they call them like Last Chance You. And it was it was a reason because... The when the kids are a freshman or a sophomore or junior in high school, they're not saying I want to go to community college across America. They're just they're they're not saying that. They're, and so in a lot of ways, our entire rosters overlooked one way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's that's true. I think we've got to be careful with that though, where some probably do fit, you know, at a two year way. But I would say at least most on our roster have been overlooked for some reason. And they're out to prove that that was a mistake. And so Talon is Talon is just a pure hitter. I, I can't wait to see what he does. Just kind of freakish pop. You look at him. What's he gained? Twenty pounds of muscle and kept his body fat. He's just kind of a kind of a freak. Three percent freak from the strength side. He's a left-handed sweet stroke. It's in a small ballpark. He's going to be an absolute delight to watch. Uh, from the from the outfield perspective, I, I think Preston Leon is going to be pretty fun to watch. Speedy, it's going to be fun watching him and Hunter and and uh, Mazzola battle it out for kind of the stolen base record again this year. He's a transfer from Bowling Green, and he was a D1 guy. He kicked back to us this winter. Transfer portal, I hope we can uh, kind of wrap back into that today a little bit. What about from the arm side? Yeah, I think some of my some of my favorites to watch. I, I think there's I like Sean Bartlett a lot. He's a he's a guy that was like I like we said overlooked. He when he came to work out for us in last fall, he was 82 to 84. His best pit or his first throw warming up to our pitcher hit the hit the ceiling, and I was like, oh boy, like who did I bring in here? This is a mistake. And then he just proceeded to kind of dot up the zone with 82 to 84. He was, you know, going back into recruiting. He was awesome on the phone. He had, you know, one of the main things we look for is a growth mindset. And on the phone, he displayed it. We test for it, too. Not yeah. To, not just look for it, but we test for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And and for for guys that kind of have a fixed mindset, we work to change it. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. But with, with Bartlett... He's somebody that throughout the winter and throughout the spring was constantly texting me about how how much or what he was doing, seeing if that was in line with what we thought and giving me updates on on progress. And he didn't he pitched a little bit for his high school team, but not a ton. And then in the summer, he was from what I've been told, he was like the, you know, he, he was going to be kind of the garbage innings guy. He was going to pitch in games where everybody was tired and all that. And he got one opportunity and he shoved and he was, you know, 87 to 89. And then he just kind of ran with it. And so he's somebody that I'm really excited to see, uh, watch his role, you know, develop as the season gets along. And kind of another arm is, I think, Will Case. And he threw this weekend and, and you can go into kind of detail yeah. on Will. Yeah, he once scored 40 points in a basketball game, yeah. six touchdowns. I mean, he threw a no-hitter. He just uh, he was small small town. He's kid. a winner, 
and <clears throat> he just knew how to win. Yep. And he's special, six foot four, throws hard, is a competitor, is one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet in your life. Yep. And that kind of fits the mold here. We we might have a large roster of forty five kids, but they're really very similar in who they are off the field and they're somewhat similar on who they are on the field. And that that's that's good to see. It makes you smile at different points. It's it's special. Absolutely. As we get ready for the season, we've got a lot of newcomers. What are you most excited about as the season's getting ready to kick off? I think we set the bar really high with our first year. And I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that there are going to be a lot of areas where where we leap over it. And I can't wait to see see what... I mean, I know that we're going to continue to grow. I think the most exciting thing is is we're still learning and getting better and you know it's we're gonna have a ton of success this year i think it's kind of going to be unpredictable success where things are going to surprise us where wow we really turned it up in this category i didn't even know this is somewhere we were behind but i think we're gonna win a lot we're gonna hit a lot of home runs we're gonna see a lot of bases we're gonna strike a lot of people out and i think overall i think the most exciting part is just refining the process and you know, what this program looks like this year is so much better than what it was last year. And last year, it was one of the best in the country. So this year, it's it's even better. And, and the most exciting part is, is wow, I can't, I can't believe what this year is going to look like success-wise. But knowing next year, it's going to be an even different level. And that's I think that's what I'm most excited for is it's just – you know, just constant stepping stones and, and stepping up. And that's what you're looking for in life too. Yep. Whether it's every day, every week, every month, you know, or if it's a new year's resolution, that doesn't typically work anyway, but <laughs> you're, you're trying to get better and you're trying to, to trying to raise that bar constantly. And, yeah. and sometimes in life, you got to set that bar way, way, way down so you can gain a little bit of confidence and get over that bar and go to go to the next bar. I think I'm most excited about this upcoming season is really playing at home. Yeah. Uh, when we actually get to play at Kircher Municipal Stadium, we've will have been on a 53 game road trip <laughs> when we get to play our first game later this season mm -hmm. it's it's incredible i mean yeah. that that includes you know falls super regionals world series you know we played yeah. a 28 game fall season so um we've been away from from home for a long time and and it doesn't matter what sport you you have home field advantage matters yeah it it matters for and sure. there, there's there's a reason why the super bowl is played at a <laughs> supposed to be played at a neutral site yeah. you know it matters a lot so i'm most excited to get back at home we have an incredible environment um we have tailgaters it's it's just kircher municipal stadium has so much history it, yeah. There's so many greats that have played baseball there. You know, at at some point in June, we're actually bringing back the high school all star game. That yes. that's been dormant for a long time. So um, the they've had the softball high school softball all-star game going and mm -hmm. this is something that I kind of took to heart when I noticed that the baseball was not happening anymore we're, we're, we're bringing that back so yeah. there's there's a, so many exciting things that are, are going to be happening not only on the field but off the field and and I think that's kind of what what fires me up the most is absolutely is, and, and that's what pushes you to continue getting mm -hmm. better and we say things like what is possible yeah. and instead of saying what is possible with a question mark it's what 
with an exclamation point is possible, you know, with, with another exclamation point. For sure. And that's, that's the beauty of sports. It's the beauty of life. And like I said, I'm just uh, overly joyed not only to have an incredible coaching staff, but have an incredible community, have incredible support from mm -hmm. our college, and have the type of kids that, that you've helped bring into this program. It is extremely special. And whether we win every game that this team plays this year or we lose every game yeah. this team plays this year, it's not going to matter because the, the things that, that we're doing outside mm -hmm. of the field is going to transcend this season. And if we do a good enough job, it's going to transcend 10 years yeah. or 20 years. And that's what really matters. For sure. Coach Cuts Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalian Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time. Push.